it's MC Devi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations. Follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. Music you are listening to is by my late and great grandfather Sadun El Beati. May he rest in peace. Yo, 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 MC Debbie in the house, and I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, the Reverend Summer Elbe Addy and the hey. matriarch, Barbara Elbe Addy. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Today's <laughs> topic, the art of letting go. Yeah. Tough one. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like it's really trendy, though. Like, everybody talks about it. Yeah. And nobody's good at it. Right. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> then tell us all about it, MC Debbie. Uh, well, I think... Uh, I think it's something... Uh, for me, it was something that I was born with. I was just able to let things go mm-hmm. um, really easily. But for other people, it's really hard like really hard and i'm like dude why why are you getting yourself up in a bunch you know Mm -hmm. like it really doesn't matter when you think about it right and i have my little motto that we just figured out today where it came from apparently it's from the bible even though i'm not christian or anything i don't know where i heard it but it's be in this world not of it which can mean a lot for different people opposite i don't know be be in the right be in this world not of it yeah it's my motto i know all right yeah but it's basically like you're living in the world but um you're not participating in the drama yeah it's not really your world Mm -hmm. so why should you it is your world i don't know how to explain it it really whatever resonates with you um then that's what it means but i do look at it as though it is this idea of don't participate in the drama just because everybody i you know i used to i still do i kind of imagine you are in the center of a tornado and you watch everybody sort of spinning around you metaphorically speaking I remember one time I was um, traveling to Europe and I um, went to the airport at LAX and our flight was delayed by many hours. So I left LAX and I went out to dinner and I came back. And when I came back, the flight was still delayed. And this was like maybe four hours later, which meant we were going to arrive at Heathrow in the middle of the night, like probably 1.30 in the morning or 2 in the morning, something like that. And I decided I was going to just watch all the people getting so upset and not participate in that energy, right? So I put on my headphones and I listened to music and I just sat there trying to be as calm as possible while I saw everybody yelling at the flight attendants and this and that, all the people that work there, people getting into fights, families getting into fights and, you know, all the drama. And I thought of myself as being in the center of the tornado, which is probably the calmest area of a tornado. The eye of the storm. Yeah. And I watched everybody just spinning, spinning out of control. And I thought, hmm, Hmm. this is the way to be. And that's what I think of when I think of your motto, right? Yeah. It's kind of letting go is um, also the art of kind of being detached. 
Mm. Which I think is good if you know how to be detached. Because there's some people that are just, you know, psychopaths. I'm not talking about that. Talking about um, being detached is a sort of confidence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're attached to all sorts of things and people, then there's not a true confidence within you. But if you're just like, I don't need that. I don't need that person. I don't need this. And you're just kind of detached from everything. You can really be yourself. So what are we letting go of? Things, people, situations, anxiety. Everything. Anger. Uh, anger. I think. Mm -hmm. Just the art of letting go. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your minimalists who just let go of everything. You got your preachers who say, let it go. Because there's nothing to worry about. Uh you know, there's all sorts of aspects of stuff. Letting go, yes. You well, you mentioned the minimalist movement and this whole idea of if we're holding on to things, right, then, um, or what did you say, attachment? Yeah. Okay, so if we're attached to all these things and, and um, even people, if we're attached to people, as you alluded to, um, in situations, we don't allow for sort of, uh, I think of it as sort of a, a rebirth, so to speak, right? That you don't, you don't allow to create something new with your life. Um, and so a part of the minimalist movement is really being able to let go of, of physical things, right? I mean that, but that in turn gives you the ability to to let go in a spiritual form, right? yeah, in a psychological form, because you no longer have all these things that um, are sort of reminding you of this, reminding you of that, uh, all of this, um, or or making you feel like you can't move forward with any sort of plan in your life because all of your things are sort of holding you back you have to worry about oh can i move into a smaller place when i have so many things oh can i like the the yeah. movement the the minimalist movement being connected to um the van life the rvers all these people that are um leaving homes and apartments and going and living on the road right you can't if you have a lot of stuff well the yeah. idea is um, that I think you're talking about is being attached brings all sorts of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so when you are not attached to things and situations and people, you don't have all this anxiety on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody like Alan Watts, for example, talks about how to not be anxious, he talks about just let the shit go, buddy. Mm. And that's why... <laughs> When you uh, totally redid your room at our old house, I said it was very zen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It comes out of the that zen concept. Right. The yeah. Yeah. And you still have a tendency to, um, your room is still pretty zen. Yeah. I try to minimize the things and put them in the closet because I don't mm -hmm. like a lot of things. Clutter. Yeah. If it's weapons, though, I love looking at weapons. You know, <laughs> I'll put weapons up. I need more weapons. I want that samurai sword on the wall. So yeah, I can look at on it. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was um I was listening to a TED talk for the second time of the, the the guys. I don't I forgot their names, but they're from the minimalists.com. and um and they were they were talking about um. About, there was something that you said that reminded me of something they said regarding minimalism. And um, it, they were they were referring to the idea of being able to um, sort of understand that if you are not 
participating in more of a minimalist life, you were creating more waste, right? Because it's more of consumption. And I know last week we talked about consumerism, right? So it's participating in more of a consumption lifestyle. And so it's interesting to see that there's sort of this link to that, that, that being able to let go of things creates less waste in your life and less consumption as well. But I feel very strongly that you need to be the person who decides what things to let go of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. True, true. Um, one of those uh, young men said that he challenged himself to let go of one item every day for 30 days. Now, I haven't tried this yet. I've let go of clothing and things like that. And when we had to minimize because we were moving uh, from a larger home to a smaller home, I was able to do that. But I've never taken that challenge of the 30 days. And I kind of got a little excited and thought, oh, I should revisit that and maybe try that. Get rid of some more stuff, my stuff. And as you realize, we um, got rid of many, many, many things uh, from the old home. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we had 24 hours notice of the close of escrow to move. Mm -hmm. So deciding what to get rid of and what to keep at that point was not mm -hmm. um, possible. Yeah, makes it difficult. So now we have things in storage and we have to go through those and pick and choose what we want to keep. Mm -hmm. I say this because I have been pressured <laughs> <laughs> to just to let, let go, go of everything. Yes, let but it go. Just let it go. You don't see it? It but doesn't exist. There are some things that I want. So, yeah. Of course. Well, of course. Now, anyway, I am more interested in letting go of anxiety. Mm. I think that's more bad important. Bad thoughts. Right. Yeah. That is Hatred. way more important. I'm not willing to let go of love. Oh. I do not. That's the difficult part about wanting to be detached. Mm. Love is an attachment I prefer to keep mm. and maintain. Hmm. And have it grow. Well, love is also about overcoming fear. So some people are afraid to love or participate in love. So, I mean, that's you have to let go of fear and take a, a chance and a leap of faith in order to participate in loving others, right? So that's, that's a true. letting go in a way. Well, you're letting go of fear, mm -hmm. but I'm not willing to let go of love and relationships. Well, uh, I wrote an essay on this, and uh, it was belief versus faith. And faith was letting go, whereas belief is you're attached to something, an ideology. So when you're loving someone... Hmm, don't you have faith in that person? So aren't you letting go? Mm, good point. That's kind of too deep for me. <laughs> but no, if that, but that's a good point because that's if it's really true love. I mean, I think a lot of people participate in what they think is love. It's not. But it's yeah. a, it's attachment, and they're yeah, right. they get jealous if that mm -hmm. you know I want you all to myself or or um or. You know, I mean, I mean, mm. that's not real love. That's right. You're mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's more possessive. But for two people to tr maybe truly experience love within a relationship, um, it will be less possessive and more um, of mutual respect. And I'm supporting you so that you can achieve all of your dreams and you support me to achieve all my dreams. And we co-create happiness right that's very good good point mm -hmm. but yeah. you have to let go of that sort of attachment feeling attached to them to get there i think 
Mm-hmm. Right. Or that fear that they're going to leave me or something like that. Whether it be romantic love or familial love or filial love, you know, brotherly or what have you. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, I'm like not a very jealous person when it comes to, you know, s- somebody else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Romantic love. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care because mm-hmm. I'm very confident in my own self yes and i think that's very important you just gotta let go of yourself in a sense and then by letting go of yourself you're sort of letting go of everything else which uh, is really interesting and a hard thing to grasp because if you let go of yourself aren't you just not caring about what happens to you and that's not necessarily it you're detaching from what you are Mm -hmm. and what you are expected to be and you just living life and that's very important Mm -hmm. i think your grandfather and i modeled very well the art of loving and and uh, not giving up ourselves altogether well and we also grew up in a a muslim household so that's very different from um western society and the struggles of the west i was watching um you know we saw the fight last ne- night yes. habib versus dustin and i was watching uh today his um anatomy of a fighter mm. uh will harris i think it was went to Dagestan where he grew up and you got to see Islamic culture and it's very much family oriented of course mm-hmm. and, and that's mixed martial arts right yeah UFC MMA mixed martial arts and where's Dagestan it's in Russia it's Russia, a province but it's in the Caucasus I think mm-hmm. yeah and so um yeah what you were saying is just it's modeled well in a lot of Eastern lifestyles. And somehow here in the West, uh, I think we rush too much towards industrialization. And we kind of got to a point where it's like, we don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all these things. And yeah. there's also this ideology that America's the best mm-hmm. and everybody else is somewhat lacking. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to. they they latch on to that best we don't want to lose our best you know make america great again it's like what do you mean right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people people here are so afraid of uh, losing what the nation is and you know and what western society is but in reality there is no it's just it's it's humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, and it's a and young culture. nation. It's a young nation yeah, it's young. filled with many cultures and um, democratic ideals. And so that in and of itself makes it great. Can we do better by our people? Yeah. Heck yeah, we can. I mean, we have a lot that we need to transform in this country to make it better. Well, I was thinking about this. Um, for the last few days mm-hmm. is letting go for example of anxiety if you're in a difficult situation financially mm-hmm. you can say well I'm going to let go of material things and I'm going to you know trust that everything will come out alright but you have to have medical coverage Right. that's something that you really may not be able to afford to let go of right that anxiety about maintaining medical coverage especially if you've had (coughs) any kind of pre-existing condition or Mm -hmm. if you're elderly Mm -hmm. yes all elderly people (laughs) that i know have some sort of pre-existing medical condition so what would happen to us if we were down and out 
poverty stricken and had no medical coverage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because the longer you live, the more apt you are to get something. And we like living. Exactly. We like living long lives and we as should, healthy as possible. Right. And we should have health care for everyone. And we and that is connected to sort of injustices, right? We're constantly uh, people that may not agree with those who believe that, you know, some issue is an injustice um, may say, oh, just let it go. Just let it go. But you can't. And when it comes to injustices, you can't let it go. Yeah. Right. You have to keep plugging away until we transform our society and create justice for all, because um, that's what I think the uh, founding uh, fathers and mothers and uh, humans of this country, um, th what this, the ideals were founded upon, that we truly are um, supposed to be equal. Right. And equality means justice. So, so you can't let go of concern for the welfare of fellow human beings. Exactly. But that's a, I think a, that perspective of letting go is not as deep. Um, Say more. I don't know how to put this, but letting go is, uh, it's an art form and it doesn't mean giving up fighting for uh, human rights, for example. Mm -hmm. It just means that whatever happens and whatever the outcome is, it'll be okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Letting go of the outcome. Letting go of the outcome. participating in the process. But also realizing that you'll still be around. And even if you do die or you know, death is the absence of living, so you won't know. You know what I mean? It's just like that, you know? And living is the absence of death, so what do you have to be afraid of? You know what I mean? Unless you believe that you live lifetimes upon lifetimes. But, you but yes, you but you are still absent from I life. I think you've made an important distinction uh, that we all need to understand, and that is that um you still have to keep fighting for what is right and so letting go <laughs> doesn't mean the absence of caring altogether uh i i've heard some people talk about letting go and not i think making that point which i believe is very important yeah Letting go is sort of a destruction of the ego, in a sense. You're letting go of people's judgment. You're letting go of the anxieties right. you have on yourself and the shame. And you're making the action to change it. But you're not letting the past dictate what you are now and what you are in the future, which is a very Buddhist concept. And the I'm Buddhists would say you're making causes. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. You're making future. causes. Yes. You're, you're not giving up. Letting go does not mean giving up. No. Mm -hmm. No, no. It's, yeah. But it, when you think in terms of anxiety, right, there are many teachings out there that, um, and they're taught in many forms, and they may or may not link it to um, Buddhism, but I'm, I'm thinking of the Zen Buddhist leader Thich Nhat Hanh mm -hmm. who talks about the idea of when when you uh, something comes up right um, feelings memories uh, something right when you're sitting in meditation you're supposed to you know push those aside right um, and just in the, that's an act of letting go so that you can be more present to yourself so whenever you are feeling anxiety, you can instantaneously um, get rid of those feelings of anxiety. Others may say when you get the feelings of anxiety, you just sort of sit with them and feel them, and then they will pass. They will move, right? Um, 
I I remember um, Tony Robbins, who's a life coach, pretty famous life coach. He mentioned when you were feeling um, anxiety to start moving like physically. So he suggests like get outside and go running or walking really fast or do something that gets the fear that you're experiencing because anxiety is linked to fear, right? That fear, um, uh, you are tackling it with um, uh, adrenaline, right? And then that gets rid of it and it dissipates. And I've always thought that's a really great point. I have many friends who would say, dance. Mm. Mm -hmm. Start dancing when you feel anxious? Yes. Dancing has a very positive effect on on the body and mm. on the mind. Especially it's reggae. Jitterbugging, <laughs> 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 that's good. Yeah, well, there's, a, you know, w when it comes to anxiety, uh, there's a lot of people who have theorized on this, but I think the one that makes sense the most is uh, we're not out in nature like we're mm -hmm. supposed to. And we're very boxed in, especially when we're indoors. Mm -hmm. um, there's all these walls around us. And it's a really uh, weird feeling because why should we feel anxious about that? We're safe and comfortable. But there's just something eerie about it. Like deep down, you know, this is not right. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? With the animals. With the animals. Yeah. And then when we lived on 20 acres up in Mariposa County, we were maybe 30 miles outside of Yosemite, which was gorgeous. It was 3,000-foot mm -hmm. elevation. And uh, it just felt right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when you would come home and see deer, a mama deer, a baby deer, sitting, waiting to greet you, you know? Or the skunks that used to come and drink out of the... <coughs> the uh, fountain outside our on our on our patio mm -hmm. um and that skunk was very haughty <laughs> and <laughs> sure of himself <laughs> and the dogs <laughs> didn't dare uh bark so because yeah, they were scared shitless they're like oh god <laughs> this guy's gonna spray me uh -huh. it's remember buster yes. remember when buster oh, got yeah. sprayed in costa mesa skunk in our backyard mm-hmm mm -hmm. That was my fault. Wow. Man. He was barking was and growling at the door. I'm like, oh, my God, he needs to pee badly. And <laughs> so I open the door and he goes. <laughs> and there's <laughs> just silence. And I'm like, what, what just happened? And he comes painful. stumbling in the house with this like. You could kind of see it. There was like green stuff on his face. Oh, like, you know what I mean? It like the skunk spray. <laughs> he's come stumbling in. He's uh, blind temporarily. And he's it just took nasty. us so long to get that smell out of the house. <laughs> was nasty. Oh, my. But I still kind of have it on some of the leather jackets. Really? It's still <laughs> it still lingers. You can't get rid of it's that. It's crazy. The with you. Mm. But yeah. that's a, th a, th a thing. Like, when you when I went on the, the hikes before I broke my fist, mm. um, I went on hikes like very early in the morning, every morning. And um, you kind of get up there in nature and you, there's this realization where like, oh, you're tiny as fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why the hell should you care? You know, it's kind of like uh, going through a, a let go shower. Like you get in the shower or right. something, which is nature. And you're kind of stripped away from what mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize, like, what you thought is, is not what it is. What it is, is where you are now, which is out in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at the morning dove or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think when we talk about anxiety, it's really get out in nature. Get you outside. Know? Maybe that's why Tony Robbins says go outside. Yeah. Mm. Get out. Be in nature. Perspective. Mm -hmm. Get a different perspective. Quite a different perspective because you could start dancing or doing jumping jacks or push-ups in the house, but maybe 
you do need that change of scenery, right? Like I, I, I know that when I used to, um, used to feel like, uh, so much anxiety and so much stress, I would be like, I just need to get away for the weekend, you know? Um, I remember when I was in New Mexico and you would tell me, um, go to Santa Fe for the weekend, right? Go to Santa Fe and see all the, the architecture, um, because... I was thinking more of the art objects, the beautiful creations. I think you were thinking of the architecture. Anyway, the beauty, the beauty. There was art objects and beauty. There's lots of beauty there, right? But it was about getting out of where I was and going somewhere else for the aesthetic experience because that maybe changes perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was thinking of was not so much the architecture as the beautiful creations of American Indian jewelry mm. in the stores. You wanted me to go shopping. Mm. No, it was not a <laughs> no, no, it's not a question of Just shopping. Kidding. I loved to stagger around the square having one aesthetic experience after another. Mm. Just window shopping, just mm-hmm. looking at the gorgeous things that human beings had created. Right. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a different perspective and takes you outside of your whatever is making you anxious, right? And Which I wonder if it's similar when you go into nature, you're just looking at all the beauty around you because it's magnificent. Trees and flowers and um water and sky and animals and you think whoa maybe that's you know it's just this aha moment of i am merely a speck in this universe well it's really interesting because when you're in the neighborhood or the city there's not a lot of life even though there's people in cars driving and walking you don't see a dynamic of life. It's everybody, everybody's selfish. You know, they may not mm-hmm. s- say it, mm-hmm. but they're all selfish. And so you see a lot of uh, people going about their business, like in New York or something. Mm-hmm. But when you go in nature, everything's working together, you know, mm-hmm. the dust, you know, the bees. Mm-hmm. Um, the flowers, they're all, it's all working together. And if you just kind of let go, you can kind of see it all. Mm. And it feels selfless. Yeah, right? selfless. They are, nature is working um, in a selfless capacity versus a selfish one that humans work. And just like when we have animals, well, I don't know about cats, but dogs, right? Dogs are very selfless. Like they just love you no matter what. Love, 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 yeah. you, right? And Everybody that's the jokes about cats don't need you, but, you know. Um, that's the concept of, you know, detaching from yourself. It's a it's a selflessness. It's a selfless mm-hmm. act. You know, you're not as important as you think you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, you, you, you detach from yourself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Cats can be very loving. Aren't they? Oh, well, yes, I know. There's a cat in Alabama. His name is Buddy, and he loves me very much. He loves you, yeah. So he's selfless when he gets When he wants to be, though. And purrs. Well, he's. Maybe they're more like humans, right? Yeah, he's very sweet. They're more human, apparently. They can pick and choose. Maybe I I need a cat. Mm. Cats are interesting. They're very weird, though. Mm -hmm. Like, oh. You know, the dog just loves you unconditionally, but the cat's like has a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. It's like put on that love. I'll love you when I feel like loving you, but right now I need some self love. Although some people t- speak about their cats acting like dogs, like following them around their apartments and things like that, which I find interesting. So I want one of those kind of cats because I loved having Buster following me around and um Snowy would follow me around. Lily, not so much, but um, I loved having those types yeah, of the companions. dogs that just would follow me around. My mm-hmm. little lambs yeah. following me around. I loved that. Yeah. Mary and the little lamb. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about um, 
letting go is an art mm. how does that how does it play into being an art because it's something you have to practice mm-hmm. i'd say for many people mm-hmm. for others it's um you know it's different well i think in terms of when you put the word art right what is what is artistic I think in terms of that, right? So um, musicians creating music, that is a process of letting go, right? They have to just immerse themselves in the music. Um, Artists creating a sculpture or a painting or what have you, um, they are also letting go, right? Uh, There's a letting go of ego as well in order to create something, and transform something a, a a canvas or a piece of clay or put instruments together to create something co-create right um and that's an act of letting go um and then i think in terms of what are tangible things if you can't don't have time every day to paint or to um create music or play music right um, what are some ways in which people can let go on a daily basis? And um, one thing that has always su- been suggested is journaling, right? So Oh, yeah. Every Who is it that uh, said when you journal, it's like the paper is more patient oh, and really? you're sort of like getting it out to the paper instead of a therapist? I forgot who mm-hmm. said that. Like Emily Dickinson or somebody or mm-hmm. Anne Bradstreet. Somebody mm-hmm. like that. Somebody a real woman. famous like that. Yeah, famous woman. Um, it, well, I mean, and it's about, so there's l- there are l- uh, um, many people that, um, that recommend doing that, that it's an act of sort of letting go of all of your fears, your anxiety, and they recommend doing it in the morning. You know, when you first wake up, just, just start to write. Doesn't, it could just, you know, be... Um, uh, I'm feeling really upset today, or I'm feeling happy, or you know, this is stupid, or what this have is you, stupid. right? But but the act of journaling sort of allows you to just sort of let it all go, so you can then participate in the world without having all that anxiety with you, right? You put it on a piece of paper. Okay, so you have a lot of experience writing <coughs> and yes. journaling, mm-hmm. but you also have a lot of experience as a musician. And I'm thinking, you know, I was married to a musician for almost 53 years. (coughs) Um, I noticed a few times that when he was in rehearsal, Mm -hmm. sometimes his performances were more perfect than when he was on the stage. Mm -hmm. Now, if he was relating well to the audience on stage, then his performances could be great. Mm -hmm. But if he had a tug of war between him and another musician on stage, Mm -hmm. sometimes the performance was not quite as strong. Mm -hmm. And I found that always very interesting because at that point, he was not able to let go and just do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He was mad. Yeah. Right. Angry. Right, right. Another, another emotion had come mm-hmm. into play there. Mm-hmm. Well, and and then also you can, um, if you're performing, right? All of a sudden, um, you can also uh, be aware that the audience is there, right? Sometimes, if you can go into um, sort of a meditative state, then you're not even aware that they're there. And that can create perfection in music exactly. that may not be there if you are aware, right? It's almost like if you're walking and you and you feel embarrassed and you know people are watching you and then you trip, you know? It's yeah. the same type of thing. And you're like, because you just became aware that somebody was watching you and you got all uh, flustered or what yeah. have you. It's the same type of thing when you're performing. That's why when you're, um, let's say, acting on stage... Um, they talk about having that the fourth wall or that you know that invisible wall between you and the audience, um, and that is helpful in 
if you don't notice them, right, in being in character, and the moment you notice them, it can, it can, oh, wow, I'm here up here on stage, rather than being that character on the stage, right? But you still have to play to the audience, and how do yeah, you, you do, do that if you have that fourth wall there? Yes. Well, sometimes the fourth wall can be broken, as in Puck, in A Midsummer Night's Dream, speaks directly to the audience, right? Um, so, that's a very deep question, Barbara. Thank you, Summer. And uh, we <laughs> have with us one of the leading <coughs> interpreters of Puck. Mm. I'm a typecast. Uh, Devin played <laughs> Puck at age nine in an yeah. all-school production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. We were very proud of him. Yeah, and, yeah uh, that was fun. When you were talking directly to the audience, that was really quite marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played Puck, Pied Piper, and Yakimo, all very mischievous mm -hmm. characters. Yes. Based on Mr. Mischief, yes. Right. But that whole idea of speaking, I mean, you know how they say if you're making a speech to um, an audience, then you're nervous, right? They, there's all sorts of exercises you can do um, in which to keep you from getting nervous, right? So I wonder if when you do break that fourth wall, if it's just you're in character and you don't really see them. I mean, the thing is, when you're on a stage and there's lights in your eyes, you can't see them anyway. Yeah, you can't I mean, see you them. You really can't see mm -hmm. them. So maybe that's why they do that, because it, it is tough to see. I mean, as you know, when you've um, emceed so much and had lights. Oh, yeah, I'd know. always comment on the lights. I'm like, oh, my God, I am I the only one sweating? Jesus, <laughs> I can't, can't see anything. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you can't see anything. Game trash. <laughs> yeah, but you do have to, um, I mean, I think you do, you let go of ego, right? Um, in terms of acting or being a musician or creating a piece of art, you are letting go of that ego so that you can um, perform and create for others yeah. to enjoy, to create so beauty. You're and saying so you're sincere rather than cute. Yes. Well, I'm cute. Anyways, <laughs> so you're saying uh, uh, art is a letting go of the ego. Yes. Okay, so that's interesting because... Martial arts, mm. right? Mm -hmm. We saw the game yesterday. Yes. And it was very respectful and there was no ego in play, which I thought was very interesting. I couldn't tell. You what, couldn't how, tell? Yeah, how can you tell? I mean, they, you know, want to win. They want to win, of course. But... um. Is that the ego? I don't know. The, there was no... Um, oh, I see. They were very respectful of one another, right? So yeah. The loser and the winner would be so respectful afterwards. It was beautiful to see, right? They yeah. would hug each other, shake hands. Even um, the the um, uh, the two, the, you know... In the Habib championship and, fight. Right. They they exchanged t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said, so I'm going to give... I'm going to sell this t-shirt and give to his charity in Uganda. Wow. Uh, and so there was no um like the t-shirts had the name of their opponent on right That's yeah and I they were gonna the sell exchange. those t-shirts because they mm -hmm. both wore it and they're mm -hmm. like we can make a lot of money and so mm -hmm. habib is going to send the money that he sold from the t-shirt to dustin's charity in uganda which like um That's helps awesome. with the water crisis i think but Excellent. yeah there was no ego involved really and then um, there's also the thing like with a lot of fighters, especially uh, the jiu-jitsu artists, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists, mm -hmm. they don't have ego. Like these guys are very kind and, mm. you know, because maybe they've been beat a lot, mm -hmm. you know. And like when you've been beat a lot, it's like, oh, Humbling. I'm not the best, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But then I think about muhammad ali going I, i'm the greatest you know yeah, what i mean he was amazing yeah. but that wasn't ego either really he was he was mm -hmm. trying to hype up the crowd he was playing a character yeah. mm -hmm. it didn't come across as you asshole it came yeah. across as mm -hmm. confidence yes mm -hmm. he was great he was the greatest yeah 
Yeah, I loved watching him. He really knew how to yeah. hype up the crowd. When we were watching um, the fight yesterday, I kept reminiscing about watching Ali with um, with my father, and um, you know, it was it was strange. But now, as you know, I kept complaining of all the wrestling. I was like, I want to see kicks and punches. And the whole the wrestling thing was annoying me, um, and I don't know why that is. I mean, I know it's MMA, and so they're gonna do some wrestling, but I just, I it maybe it wasn't as much action, or I didn't like seeing people pinned down. I want to see people kicking and punching. Let's just do kicking and punching. Why do you need to like try to pin each other down and you know? And yeah, each other from I think if movement, you're not a wrestler. Maybe. Or I think I just uh, didn't like that because then yeah. they would punch them. Like I'm keeping you down and I'm punching you. I didn't like that. I didn't think that was. Fa- I think it had to do with fairness for me. Like that's not fair. Like mm-hmm. everybody stand up and fight like two people should fight. You know, like stop <laughs> fight like a man. Thing. Fight like a man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Damn it, it just seemed so like I don't know. Anyway, but that's my opinion. I think you have to if you're. You have to be a grappler to appreciate because they were using mm-hmm. techniques sure. that I wasn't aware of because I'm right. not. Right. But <coughs> I mean, I'm I, not in so that world yet. Right. But I, I mean, I, I, um, I could, I could understand that intellectually, but, um, uh, I had feelings of this is boring. I don't like you guys wrestling on the ground and stop <laughs> holding this person down and then punching them. That just seems so. Uh, mean spirited to me, right? Mm. Like I liked it when both people were standing up and fighting, and maybe that's because I grew up watching boxing. Yeah. And so I preferred that, and then add a little bit of kicks. So it's like the taekwondo, you know, that I used to take when well, I was I younger. Well, I think you know? if um, if those fights were just played out like MMA, they would end up on the ground because you see in boxing. They're like punching each other, punching each other, and then they're hugging each other. <laughs> you know what true, I mean? Right. They're gra- they're grappling yeah, each other, true. and then the ref has to separate them, yeah. and then they punch, and then they that's punch, and then point. they punch, and then they grab each other again. Well, maybe I've evolved. Maybe from that. Maybe, I but don't like people wrestling. But I don't know. then there's martial arts smart artists saying that street fights will end up on the ground eventually. Mm-hmm. So you should know how to fight on the ground. Sure. Right. Okay. So when you add that in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, uh, all the other ones that uh, aren't as big, uh, Mm -hmm. it's kind of controversial me saying I can say that. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm just being funny. You are being funny. Yeah. That's true. But anyways, when you combine that in, you get the techniques Mm -hmm. of people wanting to fight on the ground like Habib. He Mm -hmm. like lunges at you. Mm -hmm. Like mm-hmm. a bear, he like he just lunges, takes you on the ground, well, and then he just beats you. you boom, said boom, he, boom. he used to wrestle bears. Yeah, when he, when was, he was, little, was a kid. When he was a kid, yeah. they had him wrestling bears. Now, were they doing that on purpose? Like, what's the deal with his that? His father wanted to test his character. Mm, so he. It wasn't practice necessarily. It was like his character. His as a father was the older person. man who appeared to be coaching him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was with him. He wasn't coaching him, but he was there. He was there, providing emotional. He had gray hair. Support, yeah, um, uh, yeah, he was there on his team. Um, w- now why you had mentioned something about <laughs> um, Habib being from what did you say, Dagestan, and and didn't you say something last night about them being w- like warriors or yeah, something being like, like a warrior culture mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. everybody. Like, the sports mm-hmm. there is fighting. Right. It's all, like, the, 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 okay, so. You know. So, MMA is, bi- I mean, there were a few that we saw last night that were from there, right? Yeah, because they were on his team. Oh, okay, they're on his team. I think. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I looked up Dagestan while we were <coughs> at um, dinner mm-hmm. and watching the um, fight, mm-hmm. and, uh. When I gave a list of famous people mm-hmm. from Dagestan, mm-hmm. the majority of them were in MMA or related oh, uh, so it's big martial there. arts. Uh-huh. It's big there. Yeah. And yeah. especially big. Okay. like wrestling, uh-huh. which Jake knew more of wrestling than I did. I was more like mm-hmm. kicks because I took Taekwondo. 
and right. stuff. Um, so, mm. yeah, it's uh, back to letting go. When you're a fighter, I think, and you're in martial arts, there's a lot of like, if you were so attached to your ego and you lost mm-hmm. one fight, mm-hmm. that was it. But these mm-hmm. fighters have lost so m- many fights. Right. Like when in, when they were amateurs in the beginning, they were probably losing fight after fight after fight. And you don't see that. But that's how it was. Well, and letting go and letting go of ego is really letting go of perfectionism or the perception of perfectionism. The perception that anybody can be perfect because I don't think humans are flawed, right? So I don't think anybody can experience perfection. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you don't let go of the notion of perfectionism, you'll never get anything done. True. Because True. It, it impedes mm-hmm. right progress. Right. Like you write a story and you know, you need to let it go. You need to or you have to write a paper as a student, you need to turn that in. You gotta let turn go, that in. Right. And if you <laughs> get a D on it, yeah. Well shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Rewrite it. Rewrite it. Feedback and rewrite it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of very um, intelligent students mm-hmm. who don't turn in their homework, even though they've done it, because they can't part with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been like that. I've always been able to take criticism, though. Like, I just don't really care. Like, criticize me. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a sense of you criticize me, say I need to change this, this, and this, but... You weren't in my thought process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't know how I was thinking, well, I guess. Writing is a skill, so you do have to learn how to write well. Yeah. So that we so that people understand your thoughts and your logic. Um and and it is it's a skill that you have to practice. It's like mm-hmm. playing music, it's like creating art, it's um it's like being able to um, provide a business report or any type of a report in a job. It's a skill that you learn. You can't, you know, um, it just as being an MMA fighter, right? That is a skill. They built up those skills. They trained hard. Yeah. And they still are um, evolving and learning from every fight that they win and lose, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I was thinking back to how journaling is a letting go. And mm-hmm. I thought to uh, I thought about Marcus Aurelius and his book, Meditations. Meditations was just him journaling because mm-hmm. he was really the loneliest man. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just this dictator that was mm-hmm. a good person. And he was mm-hmm. just like lonely because he could do whatever the hell he wanted to. And he just yeah. kind of journaled. And that probably helped like let go you know what i mean he let, let go, go. Of your thoughts right put it on paper and mm-hmm. you know now we get to read it but he was just he was really just letting go yeah right yeah letting go is such a difficult a difficult concept i think um everybody um seems to have a difficult time with this and yeah I think in terms of when you let go, when you are able to let go um, and practice this on a daily basis and a moment-by-moment basis of letting go, then you're practicing nirvana or Buddhahood or the Christ um, way of being, right? The mm-hmm. um, uh, You're experiencing this highest state, the high almost at perfectionism what we might think as humans is perfect right and so if we were able to all let go on a moment by moment basis how much happier might the world be right right um because really if if humans are happier then I think we wouldn't have as many problems in the world. We would create um, more peace in the environment. In um, you know, people wouldn't have worries about money. People wouldn't be driving 
fast to get to work and then getting angry when somebody cuts them off or doesn't cut them off. It's their perception that somebody's cutting them off, right? Um, and so I think that that's a part of what letting go and the practice and understanding that you're practicing letting go, um, how that can impact our world. So it's a, a bigger it's bigger than just this, oh, I'm just going to learn to let go of things for a selfish reasons. It's yeah. bigger. It's outside it's of ourselves. It's bigger. It's selfless. Mm-hmm. Letting go is fundamentally selfless. It's selfless. And that's what you yeah. have to understand. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it affects everything. Well, your father explained to me once when I noted that about age 60, <coughs> his driving had improved considerably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No. He had stopped tailgating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. He did get better in this And case. he had stopped trying to pass people constantly. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, when I was young, I could not forgive myself if someone <laughs> got in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! And now, I don't care. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. okay. And how much safer we all were. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he, because he, he let, let that go. go. Yeah. And that was all about ego, right? Yeah. It was all about, like, you know, I have this masculine energy and I've got to, you know, oh I can't yeah. let that other male Those get in front of me. Those big old trucks. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. With and the LED lights when right. you're, they're driving. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's the same thing maybe in a grocery store. People, you know, I might hate get, grocery stores. get upset if somebody gets in front of them in the <sighs> lo- the lane or they're like, oh, I've got to get into that lane before they do. And it's like, I chill out. I, oh I mean, I can be God. honest enough to say I've probably done that before. You know, I've got to get into the got to get into the restaurant. Look, those people are coming quickly. Run in, run in. We got to get a table before they do, you know. And how much more um, uh, beautiful would it be if we weren't doing that? Yeah. Or, or we didn't get angry when um, when you hold a door open for someone and they don't say thank you, you know. Um, maybe they're like in their thoughts and they don't even notice. They even let notice. it go. Yeah. Like you did it. Did you do it to get have somebody um tell you thank you, or are you doing it because it's a selfless act and it's nice to do for people? You know. Yeah. Um, just do that just for you. Don't get so upset if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't say thank you. And I've gotten upset when people don't say thank you. So this is t- self talk as well. Like I need to remind myself constantly that when i open the door for people i'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart and i should not expect a thank you in return and if i get one that's lovely you know yeah helping others uh Mm -hmm. helps you Mm -hmm. uh i was gonna say something and i forgot Mm. about letting go yeah it was about letting go um the grocery store it might have been it might have been. You said I hate grocery stores. I hate grocery stores. That's what you said. So yeah, I especially when they somebody cuts me off in the ice cream section. Oh, oh let that go. My let that go, Devin. That chip. Let it go. There's oh another mint chip. Oh my there god. There is But it was the last one. It was the last need to let one. It go. Then. Then you weren't supposed to have No, that. I'd go Habib on their ass. I'd no. go, bomb, bomb, give me that no, no, shit. No. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Whoa. You've been cursing a lot today. What's up with that? I like cursing. Yeah. Let it go. Let, let it, go. it go. Let it go. Let Devin. the ice cream go. Let the ice cream go. Let those words go. Let the Just cursing let go. go. The feelings. That's Just right. It go. It's all good. Let it it's go. All it's good. all good. Well, so, um, okay. I didn't remember what I was going to say, but I thought of something else. Uh, there's a, what is he? I don't even know what he is. Elliot Hulse. He's like, uh, he's a guy, mm-hmm. but, uh, he has like, uh, what is it called? Oh my God. I'm brain dead. It's like, uh, this energy thing with your body that you do. And mm-hmm. he kind of, he kind of coaches people. Uh, in like chakras? no it was like um like you move your body in a certain way and you mm-hmm. scream out that you're letting it go mm. you know what i mean the primal scream yeah like primal sort of stuff or just being like a baby and just like whining mm-hmm. you know 
in your the room alone you're just letting all that out you know and a lot of people don't do that because Mm -hmm. they've been conditioned into you have to act a certain way super rigid Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but uh yeah he kind of like he does i don't think he still does that maybe he does classes but he like that's how he got really popular it's like Mm -hmm. it was called like bioenergetics or something Mm -hmm. uh really interesting but i did think of the other thing i was gonna say Mm -hmm. and that is being at nirvana or enlightenment is fucking terrifying Mm. that's the way i feel it's terrifying because when you're at that state and you kind of open your third eye Mm. then you see everything else and you're like oh everybody else is negative everybody else is selfish and you kind of become uh nihilistic oh i see like yeah, think of that's that I, that's probably we're probably not giving a correct interpretation, but that's the part that worries me. Well, yeah, think of the Buddha, for example. Mm-hmm. He kind of opened up his eyes and saw all this suffering. Yeah, all the suffering. And then he went to the monks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he left. You know what I mean? Because he, yeah, he, he left all his, his eye opened. Wealth. Exactly. Same same thing with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He left the city because mm-hmm. his eye opened up. He saw all the, the shit everybody was worrying about and realized it was trivial. Mm-hmm. It was completely trivial. Right. Yeah, they definitely practiced the art of letting go. Yeah. And, and then they taught everybody to do that. But um, I think because we have become um, so into... Uh, this industrialized nation of ours right and world right everything's global now um information is so easy to obtain via the internet now that i think i think we're we're just sitting with so much right and then we're having a difficult time seeing that all of this is just nothing like yeah. it can all go in like each second at any moment it could all be gone right? yeah and and the terrifying part maybe maybe that is related to death because you said you said that you know once you open that third eye once you are in a state of enlightenment you see things and you see reality for where it, you know what it is ignorance is definitely bliss at that point because you're seeing things right you have experienced this sort of enlightened way of seeing things and in a way that's almost like a death and rebirth in and of itself right because you've just um um gotten rid of some ego and now you are um uh, uh becoming born into a new way of seeing things yeah you see the matrix exactly see right through it and then it's like oh no now what do i do because you really see all the suffering and i think people hit those states but they don't hit them for as long as jesus or the buddha Mm -hmm. right Right. like you hit that state and you're like where you like let go Mm -hmm. maybe the beginning of the day and then you go oh yeah and then you that well then you like look at everybody and you're like what the hell are you arguing about Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean right you're on a different frequency a different vibration when i was at the airport at lax and i was that's right i was on a different vibration i just sat down and i watched i watched the matrix i watched all the tornado happening around me yeah it's really interesting but Mm -hmm. then it's like do i want that all the time Right. And that's what's scary, because then you become scary. somebody yeah. like Jesus or the Buddha, right? And you get crucified, and you're totally underqualified. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah, way. exactly. Then you gotta teach everybody. <laughs> then you gotta teach everybody, <laughs> and it's like, and ah, like, how do I teach shit. you? How do I teach you? <laughs> I think we need counseling on this one. So, yeah. Well, but <laughs> I think that that you can have moments of enlightenment, but you there are times in which you need to, for you know, I mean, to protect yourself from all of that, right? Yeah. You need to just turn it off if you can. 
But then what ends up happening is that that's when you can be in an anxious state, right? You're opening yourself up to that anxiety again, which nobody likes, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody enjoys anxiety. I don't know one person that enjoys being anxious or enjoys being fearful or enjoys being sad or angry, right? Nobody enjoys that. People prefer to be happy, right? But being happy is a practice and and it's something that you practice to um uh, experience that you there you need to find a way in which you can um achieve happiness moment by moment right and um that's a whole other thing that is in for another topic how do we how do we achieve <laughs> happiness, happiness is fulfillment mm -hmm. exactly you know what i mean yeah well i think uh I think we're going to let go of this episode. Yes. Let it go. Let it go. Where where it's been. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. We don't want to sing that song. Lots of people don't want to hear Frozen right now. Wait. Was that Frozen? Was well, I singing Frozen? No, I was singing Let It Shine. To, and then it went to some other non-Frozen. Wait. What is Frozen? Do they say Let It Go? They sing a song, Let It Go. Yeah. They do? Yeah. In the... The movie Frozen. I but don't even remember. We're going to let that go. All I remember is a snowman. <laughs> I have to cook dinner. Okay. Okay. We're, we're letting hungry. this episode go. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been uh, really fun. Yes. I am fulfilled. Good. For the day. Mm-hmm. And we're the Bat, Bat Beat. Beat. Good night, Arnold. <laughs> Good night. And buddy.